0: Welcome back to a podcast entitled The Real Enneagram,
1: a spiritual quest,
0: sponsored by the Institute for Conscious Being. Today, we have a guest with us. We have the Reverend John Adams, uh, one of my favorite people that identifies an ego type two. He uh, spent years in the ministry uh, doing consulting work with large churches, and now is a personal life coach. So also on the faculty with the Institute for Conscious Being, we're excited to have him here today. We also have with us Dr. Joseph Howell. How are you doing?
1: Very well. Thank you, Erica.
0: And myself, Erica Jobs, And today... We want to remind you, if you have any questions or any comments about this podcast, you can email us at therealenneagram at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, which is theicb.org, and you can get a lot of information there. You can get information about our upcoming training. If you want a deeper study of the Enneagram, the real Enneagram, we offer training Uh, year-round and you can look into that on our website. So I want to thank all the people who have sent in questions to us about some of the information and the contact content that we've shared on previous podcasts and so we we kind of filtered through those questions and we found one um, Dr. Howell from a, a a listener And the listener had this question, and I'm going to go ahead and pose this question to you, uh, John, and you, Joe. The question says, I'm confused. If you have identified your type or number, why isn't your healthy self the healthy side of that number? Is it always the number you integrate to? I'm having a hard time figuring out my number. If I identify more as a five, would that mean that perhaps I'm really a healthy seven? So that's our question, and I'm going to pose it first to Dr. Howell. What do you have to say?
1: Well, first of all, I think it's a very good question, and I admire this uh, young lady. And I say young lady because I see a picture of her there on the, uh, the SoundCloud email to us and um, uh, compliment her for doing some in-depth and layered thought. Um, obviously she wants to really know about this and the situation that we have with the Enneagram from its spiritual point of view is that it is not trying to get us to be an ego of any one of those nine numbers the Enneagram wants us to know what our ego is which is one of those nine numbers but it urges us to perfect that ego type to the point that it is ready to make the journey from that ego type to its soul child, to its essence, to its soul, all of those three being the same thing. And that is on another number on that Enneagram. And that other number is the antidote to the suffering that has been caused by our living in the ego type. Now, there are many programs that teach that the Enneagram is about our reaching the apex of each ego type and becoming the best ego possible. And John is going to speak to that in just a moment. But actually, the real Enneagram is not about perfecting one's ego It is about the uh, combination of one's ego with one's soul such that the soul leads the ego and the ego is in service to the soul. So we'll say more about that as time goes on. However, on this particular question, uh, the questioner made a leap from... I believe ego type seven to ego type five. five, and I
0: believe she said she thought she might identify as a five. And does that mean that she goes to the healthy aspect of the seven? Right.
1: So if she is a five, and uh, the the uh, the five ego is is a very special ego because it's in the mental center. It is about um, contemplation it's about downtime it's about reflection it's about information but not the hoarding of it it's about the using of information for the good of all now seven is a number that's related to ego five however that number is the number of disintegration for the five. Sevens who are not healthy, which is what disintegration is about, fives disintegrating go to the disintegrative side of seven, are basically into non-reality, into fantasy, into mind chatter, into um, a fog of non-reality so that one's world is one's own construct. Therefore, they are alone, babbling in their minds and in a world that they have self-created, which is really uh, disassociated from grounded reality. So that would not be where healthy fives need to go. Healthy fives need to look at their arrow and go against it, which leads them to the healthy eight energy, which is the energy of... Action, intention, well-thought-out planning, execution of plans that bring good for everyone and justice to everyone. Um, It is a very powerful number. So when you meld the ego of the five, which is knowledge, with, with the spiritual power of the eight, you get an ego that is subservient to a powerful movement in the world that uses all of that ego energy for spiritual change in this world.
0: Okay, great. So, John, this particular young lady um, is interested in knowing... Why, or maybe a lot of people are interested in this, and I've had this question a lot. Why wouldn't I just be the healthiest five that I can be? Why go beyond?
2: My experience has been that um, the ego is still a covering, um, is still a veil, And on my path of spirituality, I'm really seeking to become more vulnerable, more open, uh, more accepting of a wider vision of what God had in store for me, uh, in mind for me, uh, in my making. Um, As an ego type, too, uh, I do want to be the most integrated as I can be. But there is um, another gift called the holy idea. And that holy idea serves as a bridge for me to move out of ego and to move on toward my pure essence as a four. And um, putting the amalgam of the very healthiest two, which is, uh, that's a worthy goal. But uh, on my path of spiritual growth, uh, to know that there is, uh, at my core, uh, something so much richer uh, that draws me. Um, My particular holy ideas are holy will and holy freedom and holy grace. And I remember pretty vividly um, one time when holy grace really came to me. Uh, to draw me on to a more creative life and a more um, open life to the wonders around me and not being trapped, as a two often is, in taking care of everyone else and, and being so concerned about others' needs and to be able to look into my own needs and actually put some healthy boundaries around Uh, my time so I could be more creative and more open to the way God could use me. And um, that's a joy.
0: Good. Joe?
1: I like the way you spoke about the holy ideas as being your bridge. Um, I find it true as well for me. Uh, The holy ideas, uh, every one of the ego types has a holy idea. And these are proven to be the actual insights that a person needs to have their cage rattled in their ego and realize, oh my goodness, this is what I really need. And there's a strange familiarity with this holy idea. And the reason is is that when we were first born and when we were living in our soul child, the holy idea is what we lived out of. We were most connected to that part of the divine that we were created to represent. Then, as John said, when the ego's covering came, which was later in childhood, we became disconnected from that idea, disconnected from how we were to shine that light of the divine because there was no way we could do it in this world without getting very, very hurt very wounded, very shut down, told that we were not to be, we weren't okay the way we were. So, like John said, at our core, we are that holy idea. And when people hear it, they go, oh, yes, that, that is what I really like to do. That's what I really like to, how I really like to move in the world. Also, the holy idea is Very often forgotten by people because the disconnect with the ego early in life made it be that that idea is buried very deeply and it must be honed out all the time and dug out all the time until it is totally exposed and we have total access to it again, such as that our ego can live through it, not cover it.
0: Great. And we, we bring up holy ideas because John mentioned that that was kind of the bridge between our ego type and then kind of the bridge over to essence, which is also our soul child, which a lot of teachers talk about being the heart point or the health point. We usually speak in terms of our integration, our our going against our arrow to our integration number. All of those things are the same thing. And the holy idea for the Ego Type 5 is what?
1: The holy idea for um, the Ego Type 5 is holy omniscience and holy transparency.
0: And how does that holy idea help bridge... Uh, the path for that ego type five to the healthy uh, place at the eight.
1: Well, you see, the whole idea of the ego of the five is to gather as much information as possible because information is seen as salvation. (laughs) The more I know, the less I'm going to be caught off guard. The more knowledge I have stored, the more I'm going to be undeprived, the more knowledge and evidences of that knowledge that I have, the more secure I feel in a world where lots can be taken from us, but not our knowledge. So fives have a corner on the market of, of knowledge, and their, their um, vice, so to speak, or their trap, so to speak, is avarice. They can't get enough. They're hoarding. Um, in the early uh, literature from Claudio Norano this was called ego stinginess and it is the hoarding aspect of five such that don't take my knowledge from me my books will be piled in the hallway my computers will be running I will have access totally all the time to as much knowledge as I need and as I want so I will feel Secure in who I am. Well, you know, the, the holy idea of holy transparency and holy omniscience really wipes away the need for hoarding and for collecting knowledge because omniscience is to be associated with God's or the divine being everywhere, not just in a book, but in relationships, in nature, in the now, in the very present moment. And therefore, knowledge and understanding is not limited to what can be known cognitively. It is expanded into what can be known through one's union with the divine that allows people to have a, an accent to information every second. And not only just information, but the information that they need in that second. It becomes available as they need it. And when they use this technique, they find that it's true. And oddly, they relate to it because that's how they came to earth. Now, holy transparency is a different aspect of holy omniscience. It is understanding, yes, that God or the divine is everywhere all the time in nature, in the present moment, in relationships. But the transparency to it is up to the individual. It is like we have a sunroof on the top of our head. And we can choose to keep that sunroof much like a car's sunroof. We can keep it shoved closed and go on with what we're doing inside our little car. Or we can open it. And in opening it, we open ourselves to the sheer pure light of divine knowledge and information that comes, again, in relationships, in the now in the interaction with others. And also, of course, in books and study as well, but it is not limited to that.
0: And so that holy transparency and holy omniscience, it is the bridge for the five to the eight. How?
1: Because they can then let go of their hoarding. And instead of staying hidden in their own dark hovel getting more and more and more, um, they know that they can venture out of that very dark place and move in the world once again because they have a remote control. They can get knowledge wherever they want to. Then they find that when they move to the eight, which is where they were born, they feel the power again. Because the power of eight is an internal power that allows people to make changes in the world and to lead people.
2: And those insights um, in this particular um, discussion, we're talking about five to eight and omniscience and transparency, um, is very similar to uh, my own journey with my holy ideas, which are holy will, holy freedom, and holy grace. And for me, they did not all dawn at once. Uh, Grace was probably the first thing that really stood out for me. Uh, Holy will and holy freedom uh, took a little bit longer, so I would... um, I would encourage uh, the person that's uh, asked this question to consider um, what uh, what they might be uh, receiving as a gift for them right now through the avenue of omniscience or through the avenue of transparency uh, that might lead them to further discoveries. Uh, I, I think that there's... Uh, a whole new world out there to really embrace the idea that that can be a bridge to a healthy eight for them. And we'll bring lots of new insight if they spend some time getting in touch with what does it mean to be a real conscious eight and what do I need to get there?
0: Okay, so I'm a listener. Maybe I'm new to the Enneagram or new to this podcast. What in the world are you talking about, Holy Ideas? Where did this come from?
1: Well, Holy Ideas uh, is a name given to um, the basic um, irreducible principles that run this universe. Um, you can say they're the laws of the universe. You can say they're the... the um, you can't break them down any to any smaller components. They stem from ideas that were uh, actually promoted by Plato, uh, the Greek philosopher. Um, and these are referred to as the um, platonic solids or platonic forms. Some of this is uh, done in geometry um, and some is done in ideas. The geometrical figures that are represented as the solids are actually the very basic geometrical figures upon which all other complicated geometrical figures and the math around them are based these are the basic figures like the square the triangle the trapezoid the hexad and these are you can't pull these apart because they are the basics and, and basic structures likewise there are ideas that are also compatible with these solids um and they Two are irreducible. They they can't be broken down into smaller components like holy omniscience is omniscience. It is that God is, or the divine, is in all things everywhere at all times. You can't say that in smaller parts, okay? Uh, As John spoke about holy will, You can't break will down into smaller parts. You can look at it in different slants. You can look at personal will. You can look at corporate will. But in terms of will, that is the intention behind a certain action or behind a certain life force. That can't be broken down to anything that is smaller. All the nine holy ideas... And each ego type has maybe sometimes one, sometimes three um, actual holy ideas that are uh, essential to it. Uh, All of them are aspects of the divine. So in essence, there are nine basic aspects of the divine that are the nine holy ideas. Nine is a very important number. I mean, it's based on the mathematical law of three. And uh, that that law is very fundamental to the universe. Of course, nine is exponentially related to three um, and could not happen if it weren't for three because it is three threes. And um, the uh, nine is built on and corresponds to the fact that that nine in and of itself is a, a divine number. There are, uh, for example, nine colors on the optical spectrum, including infrared and ultraviolet. Uh, we are in, most people are in the womb for three times three months, uh, three trimesters, nine months. Um, there are supposedly nine orbits of nine planets in this particular solar system. I know Pluto is up for grabs, but there seems to be another one out there that makes it nine again. Um, Nine uh, is actually built on this law of three that is um, a, 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 a law of dynamics, meaning that there's a first thing, and then there's an oppositional thing, and then the third force is the mediator, which um, the philosopher Hegel uh, demonstrated in Hegelian philosophy, which is there is first a thesis, which is an idea, then opposing it is an antithesis, which brings out all of the things about the thesis that may not be correct. But the third force in there is the synthesis, which actually brings the antithesis and thesis together. So it takes three things to make dynamics, to make a flow. And also um, Christianity has the law of three all through it, uh, the the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, the nine uh, fruits of the Holy Spirit, the nine Beatitudes, the nine descriptions of love, in First Corinthians, the first uh, excuse me, the thirteenth chapter. Um, so that theme is uh, also in. Other religions like the Kabbalah, which is the Hebrew way of looking at life, the tree of life, has nine to ten different uh, arrangements there. And in um, Islam uh, there is something called the doors of Jannah, of which there are nine and these nine different doors represent nine different aspects of ones having living, lived in the divine on earth. So it's, it's all through the major religions.
0: Well, that was a very five answer. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So if she truly identifies as an ego type five, mm-hmm. then she will perfectly um, appreciate that answer. So thank you for that. But basically, you're saying the holy ideas are just a, a universal truth. And that each of the ego types have a holy idea that helps to bridge them to their essence. And so we bridge to our essence, John, because, as Joe said earlier in this podcast, it is the antidote to our suffering. Can you maybe describe that in your own experience?
2: I believe um, for much too long in my life, I was trapped in um, uh, the idea that uh, other people's lives and their needs were my responsibility. And I spent a considerable amount of uh, energy uh, helping other people. And it was not until I really uh, was introduced to the holy ideas and heard that grace was there for me that I didn't have to do it all, it wasn't up to me, and holy freedom to set some boundaries, and holy will to look at what my needs were. Uh, That just opened so many doors for me, and it really resonated with some of the earliest moments in my own life experience, my own life journey. Uh, I think, touching the soul child that I vaguely remember and hope to get back to.
0: So you've used the holy idea of holy freedom to really kind of free you from the bondage of service, the trap of service to others on a constant basis.
2: Yes, and I can't tell you the the feeling of uh, weight being lifted uh, when it was not up to me to make everyone happy in the room. Or to make sure that everyone was comfortable. If it was too hot, they could say so and turn up the, <laughs> the, uh, turn down the thermostat if they needed to. But uh, really, it, it has released me from excessive uh, feelings of responsibility for other people's needs, which caused me to deny my own. And that was one of the real gifts to realize that it's okay for me to have needs and to speak up for those needs and uh, take care of myself, uh, take care of that little child that's been there all along but so covered over by so much weight and so many layers uh, for too long in my life.
0: And that's really a good way to put the idea of moving from ego to essence because it really is, as you move to essence, there is a removal of a kind of hidden weight. There's a lightness and a freedom. And as we move to our essence, we begin to feel whole and we have a feeling of peace and, and lightness and, and not the heaviness that the layers of ego uh, wrap around us. So a lot of times that's one way to know your number is to know, to look at that point of integration and to look at that point of disintegration. And, and there's an aha moment I know there was for me when I realized that the ego type 8 moves, in essence, to the healthy part part of the two, and to realize that I really am a compassionate person deep within, Mm. and that's okay. So I hope that helped to answer uh, the question that was submitted to us. We really appreciate those comments and questions. They've been really great. Helps us know where we stand in some of the content.
1: How do they... um Mm -hmm. pose a question to us could you go over yes
0: if if you have a question or a comment about our podcast or would like you know Dr. Howell or one of our guests to um, speak to any one particular topic you can email us at therealenneagram at gmail.com and that will come directly to us and then we will make every effort to answer these questions as we move through these podcasts so thank you John Adams for joining us
2: Thank you. It's been a joy.
0: And thank you, Dr. Howell, for your wisdom and all the fiveness of your answers. That was great. Uh, For those of you who are maybe a little bit interested in the holy ideas, stay tuned because we plan to discuss that a little bit more in depth as we go along. And uh, we thank you again for listening to us today.